teaching in your 20s. Do I really know what I'm doing? Am I making a difference? How do I find the perfect work-life balance? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Teaching in Your 20s podcast. I am your host, Christina Himmelhoe, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about some strategies that I have learned after finishing my first year as a teacher. I'm about to enter my second year teaching kindergarten, and I wanted to really talk about how to not lose yourself in the process of being an amazing teacher. I think all of us teachers can relate to the fact that we pour everything into making sure that we are giving the best education to our students, implementing the best strategies for their learning, and truly prioritizing them in the classroom. The flip side of pouring ourselves into our jobs is that a lot of the times we can forget to pour the same amount of love into ourselves. In today's episode, I want to talk about 10 tips for staying true to yourself and creating a balance between your teacher self and your non-teacher self because I know we all definitely have like our teacher persona and the people that we are outside of the classroom. I think it's so normal for us to feel like there's a difference between those two people because it's almost like we have to present ourselves a certain way as teachers and you have all your students looking up to you as this big like adult figure and especially when you're so young as a teacher there is a huge difference between who you are outside of the classroom and who you are in the classroom and in no way am I saying that you are a completely different person I'm just saying that the way that we act in school is so different than the way we act outside of school in your 20s on the weekends you want to be going out with your friends having fun and those things don't necessarily fit into the idea that we have as a society as to what a teacher is who they are and what they do on the weekends but in reality we're just normal people and we still want to go out and have fun with our friends on the weekend and like I said we're in our 20s and so we want to be exploring the world living our best lives and at the same time we are having such a huge impact on our students and so I think it's so 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 important to kind of figure out a balance between being your teacher self and your non-teacher self. I really want to get into the balance that is required in order to be able to do that and still, you know, be the best teacher that you want to be and that you are striving to be. This is the advice that I have only after my first year of teachings. I would not say that I have found the perfect balance, but these are things that I try to do and things that I've thought about that I want to try to do more going into my second year of teaching, and so I really hope that some of these tips can help you guys out in just trying to have that boundary and, you know, enjoy teaching and enjoy your 20s. Let's go ahead and just get into those 10 tips for staying true to yourself and creating a balance between your teacher self and your non-teacher self. The first thing that I want to talk about is scheduling in time for yourself and disconnecting after school. When I say disconnecting after school, I mean like you leave either at contract time or like 30 minutes after and you get in your car, you listen to some music that just disconnects you from that school life and the stress of being a teacher. So maybe have a playlist or a podcast that you listen to when you leave the classroom that kind of signals your brain to knowing, okay, now it's time for myself. Make sure that you're scheduling in time for you during the day. I know that especially those first two to three weeks of school, it can be so difficult to feel like you have time for yourself because 
you feel like there's so many things that you need to do for your classroom and it's super overwhelming but even if you can just schedule in like 30 minutes for yourself to go for a walk make yourself dinner listen to some music take a nap just anything you can even write this into your schedule so maybe you leave work at three and you're like okay well i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna take a nap because today i really need that and you're scheduling in that time for yourself and you know that if there's other things you need to get done that you will still have time to do those things when you're scheduling in time for yourself make sure that it's doing something that you really really enjoy and i feel like sometimes it can be hard to figure that out you might have to experiment with trying out different things that work for you that work for your schedule in order for you to really refuel yourself and refill your cup so if you're a person that loves to be around other people like schedule in time to hang out with those friends that you have outside of school if you don't like hanging out with people chill at home watch netflix do something for yourself so that you can disconnect after the busy hectic overstimulating day that we all have as teachers tip number two is to plan ahead for fun so something that i made sure to do the second semester that i was teaching so i did this like in april was to plan a fun trip so this really aligns with like who i am and the things that i love to do I love to travel like I love exploring new places and especially if I can do that with friends that I have that like live in other parts of the country that is what I want to do so I made sure to schedule in a fun trip and I took one day off of work it was really hard for me to not feel guilty for taking a day off um, and I know that everybody has in your district a different amount of time that you can take off but if you're able to take some time off plan ahead for something fun just something to look forward to that literally is just for you and does not have anything to do with teaching i think that's a really good way to just sometimes there's really hard days and you have to figure out a way to push through and so for me planning that trip i ended up going to washington to the state of washington and i met up with one of my friends and her friends and my sister came with us and it was such an amazing trip and I remember being so nervous about taking a day off of work and being like, oh my gosh, like how am I leaving my kids? And then I was just in Washington, like climbing a mountain and it was so refreshing and so great for me that I came back to work feeling even more productive, even though I was tired because of the trip and traveling, I felt more productive and like I had had a reset after having that trip and doing something for myself and like saving up the money to go on that trip. It just all was really good for my mental health and I think that there's really something about connecting with nature that really just helped me to reset plan something fun that you love to do if you have friends that are in different states go visit them if you want to do a little staycation do a stay staycation take a mental health day off of work to just pamper yourself and do all of those things that you love for you it's just so important to have something fun to look forward to tip number three i have talked about this before and i will touch on it again boundaries 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 in order to protect yourself and in order to have the energy to be an amazing teacher you must have boundaries with yourself 
so that you do not go insane and you do not burn out your first year of teaching. I've mentioned this before, one of the biggest boundaries I have, especially for a first year teacher, is to not take on extra tasks. So extra tasks are those things that are embedded into our school year. So it could be like volunteering for something outside of school, which would end up making your workday like two hours longer. Maybe you don't have the energy for that your first year of teaching. Set that boundary with yourself or making sure that you're trying not to gossip about students or about teachers outside of school is going to be so healthy for you. Having boundaries for yourself and staying true to what you value in your life and what you want for yourself, what you want your day-to-day to look like. So if something that you value is being physically active every day, have a boundary set where you're like, this is a non-negotiable, I need to do this every week. It could be three days a week, it could be five days a week, whatever you want have that with yourself that it's like this is a non-negotiable and I need to do this for myself in order to preserve my energy and my sanity and make sure that I'm giving back to myself after giving to my students all day long. Tip number four is to try to stop being so hard on yourself, especially as a first-year teacher and as a young teacher. It is so easy to set really high standards for yourself because right next door you probably have a teacher that has been teaching for 10 to 15 years, that person obviously is going to be maybe in your mind doing a better job than you. You just have to do the best that you can and try not to be so hard on yourself. I think that when we don't give ourselves grace and we don't allow ourselves to go through this challenging first year of trials and tribulations, basically, it just makes it worse. It makes you feel like your feelings are not valid. And I am here to say that the struggles that we go through as first year teachers, I think they're all very common but I think that we don't talk about it enough and we don't normalize it enough so then we end up feeling like we're a failure it's like if we don't do something perfectly if our station centers don't go perfectly we're like oh my gosh like I'm the worst teacher it's so easy to feel like that and I just want to say that it's so normal like let yourself feel those feelings because it's so challenging but just put everything in perspective and remember that this is your first year doing this do not compare yourself to the teachers that have been teaching for 10 to 15 years. Allow yourself to fail. That's the only way that we're going to grow as teachers is to fail. And when we fail, if you're hard on yourself and your internal dialogue is telling you, how could you do this? How could you fail like this? You're not providing the best education for your students. You know, there's so many better things that you can be doing. I'm literally saying like, I've definitely said those things to myself before. That does not help anything. That does not help you solve the problem. It just ends up making you feel worse, more insecure about your teaching. Part of teaching is being confident that what you're doing is beneficial and is positive for your students. And I think it's important to be reflective, criticize yourself sometimes in a healthy way. But when you're so, so, so hard on yourself, and almost like beating yourself up about a lesson that has failed, it's going to be harder to learn from it and it's going to take up so much of your emotional energy, just cause you to be so tired. You have to be your biggest supporter in the classroom. Another one of my tips is having a support system and I'll get into that later, but you also have to speak kindly to yourself. Just remind yourself that this is your first year doing this and 
you are not meant to be perfect your first year. It really will not happen because you're going to go through so many things that you weren't prepared for and you just have to push through it. Allow yourself to make those mistakes. This is just me saying that it is so okay to make mistakes and it is okay to feel like you're not the best teacher because that's what we're working towards. It's not the expectation our first year of teaching. Tip number five is to stop bringing work into your home or your personal space. Now, this is not me saying that you can never work outside of the school day because I did a whole entire episode on sticking close to contract hours and I talked about how it might be unrealistic to expect to never have to work outside of contract hours. And so I'm not trying to say like never work outside of your classroom. What I'm saying is try not to bring it into your house, your personal space, especially like your bed. Like do not do work while you're sitting on your bed because it actually has such a negative impact on your sleep because you're basically training yourself to when you sit on your bed, like be stressed and be working instead of relaxed and going to sleep. If you do need to do work outside of school, I would recommend trying to go to a coffee shop, go to a library. If you are working at home, try to work in an area that is not a signal for going to sleep. So work at a table, work at a desk, have a designated area in your house for work so that it's not seeping into, you know, your personal self-care space. I think that's really, really important and I so many times, probably like two or three times a week sometimes, at least like twice a week sometimes, I would go and like sit at a coffee shop and do work or like for me I'd be working on my YouTube, my podcasting, like stuff like that that, you know, brought me some joy and were things that I enjoyed doing. Make sure that you're trying not to invade your entire personal space with teacher work. Tip number six is to remember that teaching is not your identity it is something that you do. I know that sometimes, like, when I ended this school year, I was like, oh my goodness, who am I without teaching? Because we have the entire summer to, you know, be ourselves, discover what we love to do, and to not be focused so much on teaching. I know that over the summer, a lot of teachers still work on classroom things, um, but you do have a lot more time to focus on yourself. So, if you're hearing this and you're like, I do not know who I am outside of teaching. It is time to discover who you are outside of teaching and try new things, find new hobbies, find new habits that you want to implement into your life. I worked a lot this summer on just like pouring into myself and figuring out the things that I love to do outside of teaching and so that hopefully when this new school year starts, I have like so many things that I love to do outside of teaching that I don't feel like it's my entire identity. So some ideas like this summer, I got really into yoga and Pilates. I, this past, like these past couple of weeks or this past month, I've been really getting more into reading and finding out like which type of books I even like to read, finding new recipes to try and building new habits so that it's just easier to integrate it into my busy teacher life. Really teaching is not our only identity, it's our job. It's obviously something that we love to do, but discover who you are outside of teaching and if that scares you, like that just means that there's so much for you to discover about yourself and so much for you to learn to love about yourself. Tip number seven is to give yourself some of the love that you pour into your students. 
We spend our entire day with other people's kids and we love them so much. I mean, there's definitely students that get on your nerves, but at least for me, like I loved every single one of my students. That same love that we're giving to our students we need to be giving back to ourselves. I think this just ties in with everything else that I've talked about is just truly learning to love yourself and that really ties into, you know, discovering the things that you love to do, the things that make you happy, saving some of the energy that you put into your work every single day as a teacher, save some of that energy for yourself after school so that you don't feel like you're going crazy and that you have nothing left to give to yourself. Tip number eight is having a support system. As important as it is to love yourself and you know I always hear like you are the only person like in the end it's really just you and yourself and that's why self-love is so important and I definitely think that that's like such a great base and that you need to love yourself before you know entering into a relationship and like all of that stuff. We cannot forget about the fact that as humans we seek to be in a community. We seek other affection from other people. We seek to be connected to other humans and so My tip number eight is to also focus on surrounding yourself with people that make you happy and that you feel like you can truly be your authentic self with and that you don't have to put up any sort of wall or any sort of like fake persona. You don't have to feel like people are judging you. And this tip, it takes so, so, so much time to be able to find those people. If you are lucky enough to have like a very loving family, that is such a great support system, but sometimes you have to find that elsewhere. We're not all born into, you know, families that are loving. That's just reality and personally like I am and I cherish my family so much and they are a huge support system in my life but I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh yeah like your family is always your support system I'm I know that that's not true and so if you can't find support within your family find support from other people you can create your own family basically like family doesn't have to just be the people that are blood related to you they can be the people that you find in life that you just really connect with and that you have great you just have a great connection with and that you really truly understand each other Um, and that can come from friendships that can come from romantic relationships just making sure that you have people outside of the teaching profession so I think it's great I've talked about this before that it's really important to have like a teacher bestie but I also think it's important to have people that are outside of teaching so that you're not just sucked into the teaching world 24 7 and so just trying to find people from other walks of life other hobbies that you're interested in so like for me would be people that are interested in pilates or people that are really into like health and fitness those are people that I want to surround myself with um because they're you know, interested in the same things that I am and you can talk to them about teacher stuff and they'll have just a different perspective on it since they're not constantly absorbed in the teacher life. So just make sure that you're also focusing on finding like a good support system and I definitely am going to do an episode about 
having friends in your 20s and trying to find like girlfriends and like even like guy friends in your 20s because I think it's so difficult and it's just it's such an interesting time in our lives where all of us are just trying to figure it out it can be really really difficult to find friends at this age it's just it's hard and so I'll definitely do an episode on that tip number nine is to feed yourself well so that you have energy to give back to yourself I've talked a lot in this episode about loving yourself, having boundaries, planning ahead for fun stuff, scheduling in time for yourself, but it's like, how are you able to do that if you're so exhausted from your teaching day? So I think something that we overlook a lot is how important the food that we put into our body relates to the amount of energy that we're going to have for the day. Now, disclaimer, I am not a nutritionist, I'm not a naturopath, like this, this is just me spewing out the advice that I have after my first year of teaching and things that I've learned throughout my life, even though I'm only like 24, we cannot look past the fact that the food that you put into your body, the amount of water you're drinking, the amount of caffeine that you're having, it does have an impact on the amount of energy that you have throughout the day. And so I actually did an episode on staying healthy and happy as a busy teacher and I have a lot of tips in there about more health related things and mental health and the food that you're putting into your body and all of that stuff so go ahead and listen to that episode if you also want tips for meal ideas and meal prepping and all of that but just be cognizant of the food that you're eating like are you having soda every single day because that's just not gonna impact you well in the future it's not gonna help you to have energy making sure that you're getting good quality sleep all of that stuff is really in that episode that I was just talking about but I wanted to mention it here because we need to have the energy to pour into ourselves and a lot of that can relate back to the food that we're feeding ourselves and the sleep quality that we're getting the amount of water we're drinking so definitely looking into you know improving your health will help your overall ability to balance being a teacher and being your 20 24 year old self (laughs) my last tip is to prioritize self now for prioritizing self-care i don't want to be redundant and just talk about working on yourself loving yourself all of that stuff i want to give some actual like self-care habits that i did my first year of teaching that helped me to feel better because the thing that would go first like when I was stressed overwhelmed with teaching would be my self-care I just remember like my room being a disaster like not wanting to cook any meals like not even wanting to get in the shower like I obviously would but like just feeling so exhausted to the point that like you can't even take care of yourself that seems to be the first thing that would always go when I would have like a difficult week and so the tips that I have for kind of surpassing that feeling I honestly feel like you have to force yourself (laughs) at some point to get up and do things and to clean and so it can seem when you're so overwhelmed with the teaching life that putting away your dishes or straightening up your room will take so much time and energy but in reality if you do like 15 to 30 minutes of cleaning up your space you will feel so much better and something that would really help me would be just to take a shower I feel like if I could at least get to the point where I was like okay I'm gonna get in the shower then everything else would kind of fall into place another thing that I did just to help make sure that I could clean up my space and keep everything like mentally free would be to listen to music like put my headphones in listen to music listen to a podcast and just 
that automatically like set me into the cleaning mode to make sure that my space was clean so that I could take care of myself. I also, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not, taking baths would really relax me and just make me feel like I was taking care of myself. Like I'd maybe put on a little face mask, I'd sit in the bath, sit with my thoughts and myself, put on some relaxing background music. It really, really helped me. I don't know, I feel like it's like such a simple thing, but it was so helpful to having me just feel like myself again and just release all of the stress that went into my day of teaching. Prioritizing self-care can look so different for everybody and so just find even that one thing that helps you to get in the mood to take care of yourself. Those are all the tips that I wanted to talk about in today's episode for just staying true to yourself and trying to find that balance between your teacher self and your non-teacher self and just reminding yourself that those two people can coexist very happily and you can incorporate both of those people into your daily life because in the end both of those people are just you there's no pressure to be somebody that you're not i really think it's a choice it's a choice to integrate these tips that i'm telling you it's a choice to integrate time for yourself to schedule in time for you to make sure that you're filling up your cup i really do think that it's a choice and sometimes it can feel so overwhelming to the point that you feel like there's no choice but I just want you to remember that you are never stuck in a situation and if the school that you're working at really isn't working for your mental health if teaching really isn't working for your mental health you are never stuck you can always leave you can always find a different school to work at if you're admin if you're not getting along with people where you're working change your job change your environment find what works for you, you are never stuck. And I know it feels impossible maybe to even think about like, oh, I should change schools halfway through the year. But if your mental health is really taking that much of a toll, you have to assess all of your possibilities and just remember that you're never stuck. I feel like I just really got off on a tangent there, but I think that was really important to include at the end of this episode. I really hope that you guys are able to take some tips from this episode and implement them into your life as a teacher this year and just help create that balance and avoid teacher burnout. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure that you're following me on all my other social medias to stay up to date with what's going on in my life and how I'm trying to stay healthy and lead a balanced lifestyle as a teacher. I hope that everyone is having a good start to the school year. I will talk to you guys in next week's episode of Teaching in Your 20s.